Hardy's signature Frisco burger and Frisco breakfast sandwich are the kind of goodness people drive across town for. Classic favorites on a toasted sourdough bun. Only at Hardy's. Goodness in the making. Participation may vary. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, happy Thursday, or maybe Wednesday, or maybe Thursday. It all depends on how Matt Sell's schedule plays out for the rest of this week. We know Matt, uh, busy as always, uh, doing God knows what, and that, by that I mean everything. Um, but welcome into the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball Podcast. No, I am not Colby Conway. Yes, that is Matt Sells on the other side of the glass. I am James Grande. Colby, uh, I think he's uh doing snorkeling somewhere uh he's on vacation i don't know where. i mean he's of course he's on vacation colby's always on vacation um living the good life uh except the fact he's a pirates fan that's probably not um the best life to live and but texas um i'm a texas fan it's probably it's not very good uh very often for colby um you know sad to see jj watt retire uh the pirates did a hype video for Vince Velasquez. So not not a lot of things going well for Colby in, in sports world these days. But Matt, thank you for having me on. Um, what's going on with you, brother? How, how's the uh, beginning of spring training been for you? I'm good. So far, I have dodged bullets with my keepers. I had to submit my keepers today. And so far, I have dodged bullets with those. But I don't draft until the end of the month. So I've got I've got like another three and a half weeks to dodge bullets over here. <laughs> at the rate that these guys are getting injured in freak occurrences and whatnot. So we shall see. But today, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, all right, good. Today today is what matters. Uh, we will worry about what's to come uh, in the baseball world. We know that there will be plenty more injuries to come, unfortunately. Um, nothing we can do about those, uh, especially with players being sped up in every facet of the game, uh, not really used to the way that the speed of the game uh, is being played at. So I'm sure people are going to tweak things more often early on. And um, it is what it is before. I, I don't know if you and Colby have talked about it um, yet, but I, I, a quick take. What's your opinion on um, the, the speed in which pitchers and, and batters are being asked to, you know, play at like what, what is your initial takeaway from watching this first week of spring training? I think it's fantastic. I don't think it's too fast. I think it cuts out all of the no more Garcia Parra regripping of the gloves um, in between every pitch he never Pedro, swung at. Pedro Baez, Pedro Baez throwing one pitch in the in the time that an entire at bat is being played out. Yeah, seriously. Like I think he went two and a half minutes between throwing two and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. And didn't even do anything. Like, he grabbed uh, a rosin bag, and then he decided <laughs> on which four-pitch sequence he liked better, and then went through the signs again, and then, like, I, I don't know. I, I love the speed of the game. Like, the fact that you're getting six, five games, and you're getting scoring, and it's not more than two hours and 45 minutes, right. like... That's great. The Nats and Astros played a 3-2 game that went to the 10th inning. And it ended in two hours and seven minutes. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's just fantastic. Like, this, this is what baseball should have done a while ago. The speed of the game was ridiculous. I think everybody knew it was because 
every batter stepped out every 10, like every single pitch and regripped yep. and undid his belt and redid his belt and had to think <laughs> through what pitch he just saw. Like you're not a professional hitter who's seen right. thousands and thousands and thousands of pitches. Like, right. I look, Max Scherzer struck out Joey Manessis in 27 seconds the other day. And no, there was not an automatic strike call. That was a legit strikeout in 27 that's seconds. Bullying. That's called bullying, Matt. It's called bullying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, but <laughs> I have no problem with the pitch clock. How about you? Uh, I like the pitch clock. Um, I'm a little indifferent about the automatic like strike and ball scenario when the pitch count is reached. Obviously, there has to be like means to an end with the pitch clock they can't just have a pitch clock and be like okay we're gonna like nothing happens at the end because then no one's gonna abide by it right um so i understand like the, the cap in the nba yeah like this like <laughs> right um <laughs> but like it's i think it's just something that i have to get used to i just don't want games to end on something like that and we saw it at least not the game end but what it was bases loaded three two count in that in I forget which pre uh, pre spring training game and they called strike yeah. three and then they or it was top nine and then they went to the bottom nine because the the inning like I don't want that to happen in a regular season game or you know September October so I'm happy we're getting used to it now and and I think this spring training maybe more than ever maybe the most important for everyday players to get as much as many at bats as possible to get acclimated to it right. Um, so, yeah, which is I'm interesting because like, there's the WBC and they don't have a pitch clock. Right. So it I wonder, I wonder if players will just still do like ryth rhythmic things that they're doing in professional baseball. Cause you know, you play the WBC for quite a while, and then you know, that's probably gonna back into your routine and then it's like oh wait i have to adjust again and then yeah. you're striking out on automatic strike so i like it i just i think i just don't want it to hinder very important games later on in the year um even during the regular season maybe and let's say you lose out on like a division by half a game you're like oh well you know that could have been avoided I if mean that's true, but I will play devil's advocate today. That's six months from now, and they will have played 160 something games um, or 150 fair. something games with a pitch clock. Fair. Not to mention, if you're losing a division by a half game, I guarantee you there are about a, a lot of other right. other than get in the box one second. I mean, sure, there's going to be people just like there were after the Super Bowl with the hold call that they admitted was a hold, like. Bradbury admitted yeah. it was a hold. And they said, well, you can't call it then. Okay, well, then what's the point of the pitch clock if you're not going to call it through the course of a normal game, right? So, like, I guess we'll come to that bridge when we get there. But they've had it for, I don't know, a week, and it's made a market improvement, and there's only been a couple of calls against, like, Machado, the first pitch Machado ever faced, he got called on an automatic strike. <laughs> but after that, he's been fine, and he hasn't had a problem with the pitch clock, and he said, look, I, that's on me. I'll get faster. It'll be all right. But, yeah, I, I don't think there's going to lead to more injuries, though, because, 
like in the minors, they've had this for a couple of years, and there has not been an right. increase in, um, you know, there, there's been a standard amount of injuries. Okay. So, well, ding, our time's our time's up here. We're on the pitch clock. Our pitch clock is now over. Uh, on to the next time. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, yeah, I, I I like I like what baseball is doing to speed up the game. I think anything to speed up the game will attract more youth uh, into the game, which is obviously. Um, as of right now, the target audience. Uh, let's shift into some notes here. And uh, you have it on the top of the show sheet. Injuries, injuries, injuries. That is what you listed. And you couldn't have been more spot on. Starting off with uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who lost their starting shortstop for the year, Gavin Lux, due to a torn ACL. He is going to miss the entire 2023 season. So I ask you, Matt, what is the Dodgers' immediate and long-term solution um, to fill the position at shortstop? I think right now their their immediate solution is to play Miguel Rojas. Agreed. There, um, I think they could stick Chris Taylor there if they want to. I'm not sure they will. I think Rojas, at least defensively, doesn't kill them. Right, sure. bat-wise, you're going to lose something between Lux. Well, what they hope to have from Lux and what you anticipate getting from Rojas. Yep. But defensively, I, I, Rojas will be fine. Um, they can make up offense from a few other places. They have a fairly deep farm system that they can call some guys up from to um, to play. I'm not sure that we see a shortstop prospect come up. But in the long term, I don't know that they make a trade. Yep. Like, I've seen people going, well, they're the Dodgers. They can just make a move. Like, like folks are like, well, you could trade for IKF. Okay, but is that actually an upgrade? Right. So. Well, not defensively. I'll tell you that. It's not, not no. defensively. Um, I, you know, they already bailed the Yankees out once by trading for Gallo last oh, year. I don't think they're right. going to bail them out again by trading for a reserve utility infielder um so i think they roll with rojas does it take a hit for offensive stats for some other folks yeah but i think they're still the if they're not the best team in that division they are very close to the best team in that division um and the other three are not that close so it's a two-horse race we'll see what they do come trade deadline but right now they're not gonna i think they just roll with rojas yeah, um, Ross is obviously, I think, the immediate option. And you mentioned Chris Taylor. He has had, like, 250 career games at short. So, like, you know, if they're not – if they, if Rojas is an absolute zero offensively, I could see Chris Taylor getting more and more starts at shortstop. Um, I was also thinking, and I don't know if it's kind of like a lateral move, Jose Iglesias is a free agent right now. Um, he And he had a really good year surprisingly offensively last year yeah. in um Colorado and when you look at the splits and I, I think immediately people are like well he played in Colorado when you look at Jose Iglesias splits last year he was better outside of Coors Field than he was in Coors Field um and I, I think we know Jose Iglesias is obviously an elite glove is he again lateral move to Rojas p- potentially there Definitely an upgrade in the bat. I mean, we're talking about a guy last yeah. year. He hit two, he hit two ninety two last year. 
Um, career now, 279 for a guy that was expected to never really hit, right? Um, yeah. 30, 33 years old. Just an option I, I was thinking of. Um, still a free agent, right? I, I think he's personally an upgrade over Rojas, especially if he's going to provide, you know, moderate the same offensively 290 last year again not expecting 290 um what if he had 280 that's an upgrade over rojas right yes it's definitely an upgrade over rojas uh for sure that's a that's a good that's a good name to watch for sure there's been teams there's been a little bit of a flurry of trade of uh signings and we'll get to a few of them in a little bit this week to like minor league deals as depth depth right. guys and I mean, he played in L.A. I mean, yes, it was for the Angels, which everybody forgets about in L.A., but right. um, he has played in that market, right? right? So, And he started his career in Boston, too. So, like, he's been in big markets. He's been in big markets before. Yeah. Um, that glove, his glove will carry in any market. I mean, he can pick it. Um, and the offense is a plus. That's why I think – and and if, if we got to a situation, let, let's – We'll just run. Let's say Iglesias were to sign. Okay, let's rapid fire this. Rojas, uh, without Iglesias, fantasy viable or no? Rojas without Iglesias? Yeah, if he's the starting, if he's the everyday shortstop, Chris Taylor. If Chris Taylor becomes the starting shortstop, fantasy viable he's or fantasy no? Fantasy viable. Yeah. Um, and then if Iglesias were to be signed and start every day. Fantasy viable or no? In that lineup, yeah, probably. Desperation calls for desperate. I mean, I'm not saying like in a 12-team league he's your starting shortstop. Right. But if you're in a deep, like a 15-teamer. Yeah, 14, 15-teamer. Yep. Maybe a middle infield option. NL only. NL only league, potentially. Um, All right, let's move on. Is still out there? Yep, Profar still out there. We know Profar's played all nine positions before, so um, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> uh, let's move on to another injury. Uh, someone who is oft injured, someone who is not unfamiliar with uh, injuries, and it's unfortunate. Um, once the headliner of a big trade going from the Pittsburgh Pirates to the Tampa Bay Rays, Tyler Glass now, um, I mean, look, he just has not stayed healthy. And now we're looking at a guy who potentially is going to miss two months with an oblique injury. And that's out two months. Who knows if it's out two months and then start ramping up. If it's out two months, including the ramp up period. Um, Currently, uh, since the start of the new year um, on NFC, he is the 33rd pitcher, including relievers, coming up off the draft board stocks have to be down on tyler glass now right yeah i mean obliques are notoriously tricky injuries that can linger even if you think they're they're 100 healed you could go out one start and yank it and then miss another month um so this is unfortunate i know everybody was excited to see glass now back on the mound after his Injury, which he time? says, stemming which, from which time? Well, his injury stemming <laughs> from what he says was losing the sticky stuff mid-season. Um, right. You know, 
But I'm with you. I'm not sure if the, the six to eight week time frame is when he can get back to a pitching regimen or if that's mm. when they expect him to be game ready. Because right. if it's game ready, that makes a big difference, right? Correct. If it's back to pitching, you've got to add on at least another month. Right. And at then least, and then he hasn't built up innings. So right. And that it yeah, you're right. It's another month before he's even being ramped up for another month. Then we're looking at like June where he's fully ramped up. Yeah. Maybe he's got to start on flat ground and then he's got to throw from the mound and then he's got to start building the innings in minor league rehab starts. And so Look, these, I, are, these are, the, these are the names being drafted around. Soon, I'm not touching glass now anytime soon. These are the guys around him right now, right? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Helsley, Felix Bautista, Tristan McKenzie. Rob, these are the starters just going being drafted. I'll just go starters. McKenzie, Robbie Ray, George Kirby, Hunter Green, Severino, Logan Gilbert, Logan Webb, Blake Snell, Nestor Cortez. I'm literally taking every single one of those names before Glassnow, and it's not even there's not even a consideration for Glassnow in that range. Correct. Um, I I'm I am very down on a guy that I mean we could say this what you started your Tyler Glassnow breakdown with is what every MLB podcast has started with when mentioning Tyler Glassnow since the start of his career, um, because. He, 114 innings is his max. 14 starts is his max in any year. Like some some talented players in all sports just never get the chance to showcase their true abilities. And I don't want to. I'm not calling it curtains on Tyler Glass now by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, I think we, you know, I think we do have temporary expectations moving forward with Tyler so, Glass now. Mark Tompkin who is the Rays beat writer for right. the Tampa Bay Times. The Times, yep. His article that came out, what's the date on this? Published the 28th of February. The opening sentence is the Rays' top right-handed starter, Tyler Glasnow, will be sidelined until at least late April due to an oblique strain. Okay, so that sounds like the so end does of that April. Mean that he's... So yeah, then the second one, Glasnow was injured throwing live batting practice. Um, a Tuesday morning MRI revealed a grade two strain and an initial timetable that he will need six to eight weeks to return to major league game action. Okay, so so the two month span is I'll be back from after. now until getting back on an MLB map. So if he's only missing a month, not terrible. Yes, but it's still like. Okay, it's nice. so we're we're getting onto a mound, right? Yes. We saw this last year. He comes back for the two, what two regular season games, and then he makes the one postseason start. No, no game over fifty pitches or sixty pitches, whatever he threw, and yeah. then now he's missing the following spring training. All of it, not a single outing, done, done for the spring training. Now we're ramping up. So even if he's back on the mound, you know, middle of you may not April. get September out of him. Middle April, right? That's what we're that's what we're thinking. If at the it's at the, the earliest, yeah. 
So at the earliest mid-April, by the by, he is not ramped up as a starter until into May. And if it's the latter stages, it's late May. Then we get June, July, August, September, maybe. You also have to figure out, like, he went down in June of 2021 with Tommy John. With TJ, yep. So you've got the short season in 2020. You have a half a season in 2021. Not between 2020. When's the last time he had a full innings load? Has to be at least 2019. never, Never. He had... So I have it up right now. His here are his innings workload during his MLB career. 2016, 22 years old, 23 innings. 2017, 62 innings. 2018, he was traded to Tampa Bay, used as a reliever oh. and a starter. Career high, 11 uh, 111 innings. That is his career high. 11 starts, 45 appearances. 2019, 60 innings. Yeah. 2020, 57 innings. 2021, 88 innings. Last year, six innings. He, even if we, even if he comes back in the middle of April at the earliest possible timetable, what is his, here's the over-under, Matt. I'm going to set an over-under for you. You're going to tell me over-under. Because this is going to, 75 innings this year for Tyler Glass now. I think that's a fair over-under. Because I think he gets over it, but I'm not sure he cracks 100 by that much. I, I was going to say, what it over or under 100? He's done it once. He's and we're starting the year with an oblique If you figure he misses, what, five or six starts if he's coming back late April, and it's probably six starts, so the best you're I mean, hoping just do, for is 28. I mean, you have, to, you have to think Tampa's cautious. Like, there's yeah. no way with his injury history that they're just like, Six weeks. I mean, the most starts okay? he's ever made in a season is 14. Yeah, it's – I just don't – I do not see a scenario where, like, people can project him at, like, 125. And, like, maybe he cracks 100. Maybe. Maybe. It's hard. It's really hard to get a read on where he is because we want him to be great. He looks dominant when he's out there. Tell me he's going to be healthy. Just tell me. Like, just tell me that this. Right. I mean, he also, yeah, he came back and made two starts last year and pitched 6.2 innings. So he went 6.2 innings. Well, and then he made the playoff start where he looked really good. And it's like, oh, wow, Tyler Glass now, right. That's that dude when he's healthy. Like, mm-hmm. two years ago, he was going to win the Cy Young. Or he was going to be in contention for the Cy Young. And then his yeah. arm fell apart. Or Two years? Yeah. Two, what, 2021. Yeah, 2021. Like, the talent is just pops off the page. There's no doubt there. It's just... Wait, final answer. 100 innings for Tyler Glass now. Over or under? Under. Okay. Um, I would not draft him in the top 50. I would probably not draft him... Um, let me just scroll through the names. I mean, he's like, not going to get you enough innings to matter, even if his ERA and strikeouts are good. They're not going to wait enough to make he, that. Like you're comparing him against a reliever for innings load. At this yeah, point. pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, tough blow for Tyler Glass now. Um, tough blow for people that have already drafted Tyler Glass now because he again he's going to be. I mean, pitcher thirty one with top ten upside at full strength. Just we can't. And no innings to bring. 
unfortunate injury. Um, another injury. Uh, Joe Musgrove broke his toe. Uh, he is going to miss at least one month. Um, what's your take on Joe Musgrove? He, like Tyler Glass now, being drafted as pitcher 30, uh, 31, so slightly after Glass now. Or slightly before Glass now. What's your take on Musgrove and his fantasy outlook um, after seemingly going to miss a month? I'm not that concerned about this one. It's a toe. Yep. It's broken. It heals. He gets back. There's no soft tissue injury. It's not a Liz Frank thing. It's not a tendon. There's no surgery. Right. Um, some dude dropped a plate, like a weight plate on his foot, apparently. Um, and look, if he misses a month, you're still talking he may get back by the second week in April. And then you're talking, he misses maybe two starts. Yep. I mean, that's assuming that it heals well, but even if it doesn't and he can put up with the pain, they probably just put him out there because at some point it's just a broken toe and it's not like it's an elbow or a rib or, you know, something that you would have to have a, you know, concern about it's right in tow. Um, it is on his drive foot, which is um, is it his drive foot or his plant foot? It's his left big toe, right? Uh, it's his plant, it's his plant foot. So, theoretically, if he can avoid like if he can deal with the pain of putting his foot down, he'll be fine. Yeah, I think I, I'm not concerned at all. This is a guy who's been has made 30 starts a year for the last mm -hmm. couple of years. And so that's suggesting he's missed a couple starts here and there. And this is his uh, window to miss a couple starts. And he'll be old, reliable Joe Musgrove, uh, you know, 318 ERA in 21, 293 ERA in 22. Uh, this is a guy I would take a shot on as pitcher 30-something off the board over Tyler Glass now as well. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like Musgrove, not worried really at all about the injury. Um, and by the way, if he heals faster, he may only miss one. He may right. only get skipped the first time through the rotation. So Right. I mean, the arm – the arm, I'm sure, you know, he's going to – the throwing regimen is not going to stop because of a toe injury. So um, he his arm will probably be as fresh uh, as it would be. Um, someone who is not going to be as fresh as they could be going into opening day uh, is Seiya Suzuki. He's dealing with an oblique uh, oblique strain. David Ross said there is no timetable yet, um, but it should be uh, coming out shortly. What is your opinion on Seiya, 28 years old? We know he withdrew from the World Baseball Classic. You know, had a very wishy-washy rookie season in the MLB. Um, he was better when he came back from injury. He was definitely better when he came back from injury. He he also had like the most white hot start of a career. Like he was yeah. incredible the first week, and then he was terrible, and then he got hurt, and then he was very solid. Right. Uh, what's your take on the injury here? Um, and if if he's forced to miss any time into the regular season, what's your take on his possible replacements as well? Um, so they said it's a mild strain. I don't know right. what. Right. What that well, they also just I like failed. To, they 
they're like failing to disclose. They're also failing to disclose anything about it. They're said mild, but it's like, okay, then right. why I, are you just not disclosing anything? David Ross gave an interview that's on Twitter that's 28 seconds of him saying absolutely nothing. Like, there's words coming out of his mouth, but right. nothing is said. Um, they basically said, we're going to go off how the guy feels. Okay. Isn't that what you're <laughs> always supposed to do? Like, right. Yeah. Can you, thanks, Dave. That, that's helpful. Um, I I don't know. This one's tough for me because he really needed to hit the ground running yep. a little okay. bit to recoup from last year and get Mojo going and whatnot. In terms of who his short-term replacement could be, I don't know. I think the Cubs could go a bunch of different ways. They have a very interesting roster. It um, is the weirdest. It has to be the weirdest. This year. You could put yeah. Trey Mancini in outfield. I mean, he could play there, right? He played in yeah. Uh, yep. Played outfield in Baltimore, so that's fine. Not great defensively, but he's also like not going to kill you, like sticking Nick Castellanos in outfield. Um, Zach McKinstry is a pretty decent um, defensive outfielder you could stick out there. Um, Dude, there's no weirder team in baseball. They are so weird. This team is so weird. They're either going to score a bunch of runs and strike out a bunch, or score no runs and strike out a bunch. Like, yeah, they're gonna, yeah. This the consistency. The consistent there is they're going to strike out a bunch. Yeah, Cody Bellinger in the middle of it is going to be just very interesting. We could see. I don't know. If Brennan Davis gets off to a hot start in the minors. And say a Suzuki's going to be delayed, then maybe you see them call up Brennan Davis um, or Alexander Canario could be coming, but I, I doubt that they call those two up for such a short term thing. Um, yeah, it's, I think the most likely thing is you see Trey Mancini in the outfield and they just plug some bat in DH, like Edwin Rios or Morrell yeah. or. Matt Mervis. They've also uh, Ross pitched the idea about um, Wisdom playing right field, which would put Morell at third, which he spent like the last the latter part of the year playing. So they yeah. could always do that. Um, I think Morell is going to have a Mervis in the corner too. Yeah. Yep. Um, I like Morell. He just needs to not strike out so much and be so so <laughs> crazy at the plate like uh he swings yeah. at everything uh but there's a there's a lot of potential there I, I like the position eligibility um so i think he would be my primary target if say it were to miss extended period of time because again david ross just no no selling anything about this injury um final well, injury I think, I think the cubs if everything goes right for them and things go wrong for the Brewers could finish second in the NL Central. Yeah, I mean their pitching staff is very interesting. There's some high upside guys there. Um, they definitely, you know, like Tyone had a pretty good year with the Yankees last year. Justin Steele was a really good at pitcher for them last year. A lot, very high yeah. strikeout upside. Um, and Adrian Sampson was pretty decent. Uh, just Smiley, you know, another guy who has never been able to stay healthy. And they revamped that bullpen. I, I like their bullpen. They should get Hendricks back too. Yeah, and they sh and they should get Kyle Hendricks back too. So, um, they do have like a pretty solid rotation overall. Um, and then the, like you said, I mean, their lineup is clearly the, the question mark of this team. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Um, 
they they they're also like, hey, maybe Cody Bellinger will figure it out again. And uh, I swear to God, if they can fix Cody Bellinger and the Dodgers can fix Jason Hayward, it's going to be the weirdest, the weirdest storyline that the two lefty outfielders switch teams and all of a sudden their swings work. What's the movie? Is it uh where they like swap they swap parents or something? Parent uh parent trap well, maybe? They, Is that what? No, parent I don't know. trap where they're identical twins and then they swap. But then uh, there's also yeah, yeah. Then there's yeah, trading what, places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Yes, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, they swap. Uh, one of them's rich. One of them's a guy off the street, and these two rich guys swap yep, them it. and they trade stock yep. picks and stuff. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, Cody Bellinger and uh, Jay Hay. Um, yeah. So, um, final injury uh, we're dealing with here: Brendan Rogers suffering a dislocated shoulder. Uh, another just kind of timetable question mark. We we're unsure. Um, they said there. Bud Black indicated there will be more information on the timetable in the coming days. So. You know, we should find out more about Brendan Rodgers shortly. But while we wait, um, how concerned are you? Uh, again, nothing like concrete. So I don't know how worried we can be. But um, another guy who I think needed to very bad start to his 2022 season. Pretty good finish to the 22 season. Um, I feel like he needed to get off to a, a pretty good start, too. Uh, what's your take on the Rodgers injury and, and where the, the Rockies can turn if it is, in fact, serious? Yeah, so they were able to pop the shoulder back in. It happened when he dove for a line drive. Um, they were able to pop the shoulder back into place on the field, but that doesn't mean that there's not damage right. around it, right? If something pops out, something likely got stretched or torn or right. – you know, so the best case scenario is he stretched stuff too far and it just needs time to tighten back up and whatnot. So they sent him for an MRI on Wednesday. We'll have to wait and see what those results show and and whatnot. But I think what I heard is them talking that they can move uh, Ryan McMahon to second base and then play either Chris Bryant at third or Montero at third or even Nolan Jones um, yep. at third base. Um, so they've got some some places they could go. I mean, in terms of fantasy value, though, Brendan Rodgers needed a good yep. start because he's been as mismanaged as the Rockies have been over the last few years, it's hard to blame them for trying to do what they're doing with their middle infield when you have three dudes between Hampson and Rogers and McMahon that come up at the same time and basically show <laughs> the exact same skill set. Right. <laughs> so, um, the hoping that it's not serious and it's just he needs like some time off in spring training and he'll be good to go. But if not, I think you see McMahon move uh, from third base to second, and then they'll put – maybe they can get something out of the uh, Nolan Arenado replacement in Montero. I don't know. Right. Montero, he looked good last year, Montero, um, at times. He had a good stretch of games. Um, I don't think it hurts that he gets to hit in uh, Coors Field. So um, I agree with everything you just said. Um, 
let's shift our focus away from the injuries and onto some signings this week. Um, so Rugnet Odor signed with San Diego. Elvis Andrus signed with the White Sox. Luke Voigt signed with the Brewers. And Michael Fulmer signed with the Cubs. Um, so I'll ask, Matt, which of the four guys is the best fantasy asset um, headed into 2023? For me, it depends on role. I think Odor might be. I think hmm. Fulmer's probably second. Reason I'm saying Odor is they need a lefty bat in that San Diego lineup. They they don't have a great one. They have All a great mustache. Players. I have a great mustache on one of their lefty bats. That doesn't um, count. No, not 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 so much. Um, they also don't necessarily have a lockdown. Like, I mean, I know Kim's been good and whatever, but he's not really a lockdown second base option. Yep. Really? Um, so I think that signing, I think Odor gets more playing time than he's than people think he might. And then Fulmer, I think he's sneaky, a sneaky good addition to that Cubs bullpen. He can end up being the closer here. He could. There's nobody like guaranteed that that role right now um and luke voigt it's a minor league deal with milwaukee i don't like milwaukee at all like yeah, i just can't think. figure out what they're doing aside from burns and woodruff right i like those two dudes and then outside of that i have a hard time seeing where anything comes from for milwaukee and elvis andrews i know he filled in for kim anderson last year in on the south side but anderson's healthy and i don't think he gets I don't know, unless I'm reading his role completely. They're they're projected to start him at second base. I mean, he's a better option than um Louis Garcia Louis Garcia, in my opinion. He for Elvis Andrus, for whatever he's been, he was very good last year. Uh after that trade. That's fine. Look, I agree. I actually I actually think Fulmer is the best addition of the four because I Look, he has as much closing experience as anyone on that team. Um, a couple years ago, 14 saves. I mean, I guess like Boxberger has the most uh, closing experience, but like Brandon Hughes is their projected leader in saves this year. Um, he has eight career big league saves. That was last yep. year. His major league. That was his the first time in the big leagues. Um, but if he struggles, like the Cubs are not short on guys that could close games. I think Fulmer is a sneaky, like if you haven't draft or if you've drafted, pick up. If you're, you know, if you have deep rosters, um, I mean, this could be his job that he runs away with. He's looked good out of the bullpen the last couple of years. I'll go Andrew second. Because uh, he is projected to start. I don't hate the Odor thing uh, because you are right. Like Soto, Cronenworth, and then what are they going to get out of Grisham? Who knows? Like he's been so up and down. He was great in the postseason, terrible in the regular season. Um, so I, I think Fulmer's one for me. I think Andrus is two if we can get second half of the year version. Um, 
as opposed to the Oakland version, because the Oakland version was trash. Uh, Luke Voigt probably doesn't even make the team in Milwaukee. Um, so I agree. Uh, Matt, over at Fantasy Alarm, have you heard about this little thing called the um, – it's called the – I think it's called the draft the draft guide right the lb draft yep, guide? We guide you we guide you in how to draft we guide you on how to draft uh that's right guys uh the 2023 fantasy alarm fantasy baseball draft guide is available right now at fantasyalarm.com slash draft guide or is it mlb draft guide mlb draft guide MLB and draft. and uh matt you know what's better than paying money for something getting it for free getting it for free and that's what this year's MLB draft guide is it's free um zero dollars zero cents all you have to do is create an account at fantasy alarm and click to download and you have all of the draft guide articles i see just looking at things colby conway know your fantasy baseball league rules brian hallam coming out with the fantasy baseball injury report Ryan Kirksey breaking down all the ballparks around the MLB. Matt Sells, the Matt Sells uh, on this podcast. MLB players affected by the shift. Everything you could want under the sun about the draft guide, including league strategy, high stakes, draft analysis. We just did a fantasy baseball mock draft the other day. Um, Matt was in it. I was in it. I had the first pick. Obviously, I took Aaron Judge, the best player in baseball. Um, uh Matt's giving me, Matt Matt is giving me a face, but like it's it was my pick, so I don't care what he says. Um it's <laughs> yeah, not who I would have come with. Yeah, I, no, neither would I, but that's what a mock draft is for to see the di how different draft boards play out. Uh I also do uh generally root for the Yankees. Um but I mean everything under the sun here in the MLB draft guide, uh you can acquire for zero dollars. Zero cents. That's fantasyalarm.com slash MLB draft guide. Zero dollars, zero cents. Free, 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 free. Um, and Matt also out is the MLB cheat sheet. Um, what is the what is the link for the cheat sheet? Uh, fantasyalarm.com slash MLB cheat sheet. I believe it's MLB cheat. Yeah. Or MLB, MLB cheat. cheat. Sheet. It'll be in the menus. So if the links we just said don't work, it's fine. It'll be in the menus. Um, there'll be a you know landing page that also has links to it automatically downloads. Um, yeah, it got it has a uh, draft grid that breaks the draft down into uh, half rounds, whether you're in an auction draft or a snake draft gives you like 300 plus like it lays out an entire 29 round draft by the top of a round and the bottom of a round and tells you the players who fit in there, where you should be drafting them by position. Uh, it has all sorts of rankings. It's got uh, Howard Bender's mixed league rankings, AL and NL only rankings, top 300 rankings, my top 350 dynasty rankings, my top 400 prospect rankings are in there. Uh, it also has the entire articles of the top 10 sleepers, the top 10 busts, and the top 10 rookies. With, you know, not just rankings, the actual articles are in there with the text and whatnot. So it is a very simple one-stop shop for everything you need for your draft. And again, it's free. 
It's free. Um, and menu Matt, that's what we call him here. We call, hashtag menu Matt will uh, have that for us. Um, probably by the time this pod is dropped, if not uh, shortly after. Um, Matt, before we get out of here, uh, any final thoughts uh, on uh, everything around the diamond? Um. Yeah, I'll just say, you know, you got to keep watching the flow of information. Right. Don't believe everything you read from managers who say, oh, this guy's going to go from having six at-bats last year to 600 at-bats <laughs> this year. That's not going to happen. Nobody does that unless you get Wally pipped, which isn't going to happen because there's no Hall of Famer sitting behind him. Um, sure. You know, watch for some of the guys, injury results like Brendan Rodgers. Say a Suzuki. Um, we still don't have an exact timeline on Joe Musgrove, so you got to watch for that and see how that's healing. Um, and then, um, yeah, just you know, hope that your guys don't get injured. And if you have any questions, you can always hit us up in Discord. Um, I was answering questions in there earlier today. Remember, if you're going to ask us questions, please give us all of the pertinent details what kind of league it is, what the situation is. If you're saying, oh, should I trade Garrett Cole for this? Can we please know who your other starters are? Because if Garrett Cole and then there's a dumpster fire, like the rest of like the back half of the Yankees rotation, we're probably going to say no. But if you have Cole and you've got like a Scherzer sitting there and you've got Bieber and you've got, you know, a couple other dudes, we'll say, yeah. Might be reasonable because you can afford to give them up. So remember to give us all the details before, you know, we got to play 20 questions to get all of the details out of you. The more info you can give us, the better advice we can give you. And again, if you don't like the advice, you can follow your gut. You're not obligated to follow our advice. It's your team, your decisions. Follow your gut. And there you go. So that yeah, just anytime you ask somebody questions, it's not just me, not just Grande, not just Colby, anybody, including on Twitter. I know there's a character right. count. Try to get as much detail in there as possible. Well, there was a character count. Matt. Now you could type essays. Um you could type Basic. millions, millions of characters if you want. Um and speaking of Twitter, where they can where the where can they find you, Matt? At the salesman, right? T-H-E-S-E-L-Z-M-A-N. And you can find me at the underscore real underscore grande. Um, again, that is at the salesman and at the underscore real underscore grande. Matt, big shouts to you. Big shouts to Colby snorkeling in the Bahamas right now. Big shouts to you guys in the FA Nation. Um, I believe next week Matt is uh, also going snorkeling. Uh, Colby will be back. Matt's going snorkeling. I don't know if I'm, I'm well, no, missing my timeline. It'll be the week. It'll okay, be the week two weeks. After. So Colby, Colby and Matt. Okay, and then see you later. Colby and Matt will be back next week. Me and Colby on the following week. Uh, big shouts to everyone for listening. Thank you guys, and we'll catch you guys later. Hardy's two for five dollar breakfast baked goodness into your morning. Choose a biscuit with sausage and egg, biscuit and gravy, or French toast dips. Any two, just five dollars. Hardy's goodness in the making. These items only. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included.